RNZ Pacific News. Atamarie ko Lydia Lewis tēnei. The Australian Human Rights Law Centre remains hopeful that Canberra will soon take responsibility for its destructive offshore detention policy. This comes as Canberra last week failed to back legislation to bring detainees still on Nauru and in Papua New Guinea to Australia. The Law Centre's senior lawyer Scott Cosgrave points out that Labor has previously said it planned to end the policy, but nearly a year into its term of government, it has not acted. He says the Law Centre hopes that by working with the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and the New Zealand government, more and more people can be moved from detention. But ultimately, that is not going to provide a solution for everyone. So we urge the government of Australia to take responsibility for this, take responsibility for something that all along has been Australia's responsibility and make good on its public intention to bring everybody off these two places of detention by the end of this year. The trial of 12 men in French Polynesia accused of paying for sex with a 14-year-old prostitute has been abandoned and the case against the 12 needs to be re-established. The accused include a medical doctor, an intelligence officer and a senior private and public sector administrators who are alleged to have paid for sex with her between March and October last year. The accused have said they believed she was more than 18 years old. After a day's deliberation of procedural matters, the court declared itself incompetent to judge and it was concluded that the case against the 12 needs to be re-established. The prosecution must consider a 2021 law which defines sex between a minor and a person more than five years old as rape. The 12 men were free to leave the court, but the intelligence officer remained suspended from his job. More than 900 fish farming households in Papua New Guinea will benefit from the provision of 20,000 fingerlings to 15 inland fishery groups. This has been provided by the UN's Food and Agriculture Organisation of the United Nations under the European Union-funded Street PNG programme. The initiative is aimed at supporting aquaculture or inland fish farmers to increase fish production with quality fingerlings for better income generation, as well as to improve household nutrition and support food security in rural communities. Direct beneficiaries are mainly youths, women, widows and widows, widows working in 444 fish ponds and five nurseries. Each inland fish farming household received between 15 and 25 fingerlings in a poly bag. New Zealand's Prime Minister says he supports teachers having more time out of the classroom to prepare. Chris Hipkins hopes a last-minute meeting with teachers this week will avert strike action. Around 50,000 teachers plan to walk off the job on Thursday, but Chris Hipkins says the government is working hard to resolve the dispute. We acknowledge that some of the issues that they're raising, including around workload, those are issues that we do want to work with them on. My invitation to them is to to get back around the table with the Ministry of Education so that we can find a way forward. He acknowledges the matters raised by the union and wants negotiations to make progress. 
An Australian defence expert says the country has been considering the use of nuclear submarines for decades. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is heading heading to the United States to meet President Joe Biden and British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to discuss the AUKUS defence partnership. The trilateral grouping was set up in 2021 as part of efforts to counter China's growing military footprint in the Indo-Pacific region. Wayne Reynolds from the Australian Defence Force Academy says the subs have been a long time coming. In my view, we've been looking at nuclear submarines in collaboration with the British since the late 1950s. Now, for one reason or another, that had not transpired, but the sort of submarine we needed in the 1960s and 1980s was a nuclear submarine. Canberra has begun scoping works for a submarine base at Port Kembla in New South Wales. In world news, French President Emmanuel Macron's unpopular pension reform plan has been adopted by the French Senate despite a seventh day of demonstrations. The protests are rolling strikes that have affected refineries, public transport and garbage collections were aimed to pressure the government to withdraw the pension plans, which it said was essential to ensure the pension system did not run out of money. Unions plan to keep the pressure on and an additional day off nationwide strikes and protests is planned for Wednesday. The former Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence, has issued his most forceful criticism yet of his former boss, Donald Trump. He said history would hold Mr Trump accountable for his role in the attack on the US Capitol January 2021. The BBC's Michael Duncan reports. Mike Pence said Mr Trump's reckless words had endangered everyone at the Capitol when he urged his supporters to march on the building in an attempt to overturn the result of the presidential election. He described how his own life had been put at risk by the mob while he was on the Senate floor to oversee the certification of the 2020 result. Mr Pence's comments marked his biggest public break yet with Donald Trump since leaving office. And he joked, hinting at his own ambitions, telling the gathering of some of the most influential figures in Washington that he would wholeheartedly support the Republican nominee for the next presidential race, as long as it was himself. Four astronauts have returned to Earth on a SpaceX capsule after spending five months on the International Space Station. The capsule splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico. The crew included a cosmonaut, Anna Kikina, the first Russian to fly on an American spacecraft in 20 years. Despite tensions between the US and Russia over the Ukraine war, NASA has reportedly said its partnership with Russia's space agency is vital to continuing the International Space Station's operations. In sport, Fijian Drua captain Tevita Ikanivere has described their upset one-point win over the Crusaders as unreal. Hammered 61-3 by, 61-3 by the 13-time Super Rugby champions last year, the Ndrua recorded the biggest win of their two seasons in the competition with an 80th-minute penalty sealing the win in front of a passionate home crowd in Laltoka on Sunday. This game was epic. We had the belief we could do it. And uh, we came and defeated a great Crusaders team. And what better way to do it but do it in front of a home crowd.
Other winners in round three of Super Rugby Pacific were the Chiefs, the Rebels, the Blues, the Brumbies and the Western Force, who beat Moana Pacifica 21-18. The Solomon Islands Football Federation has approved the appointment of Englishman Damon Shaw as the head coach of the Solomon Islands football futsal national team, the, the Kurukuru. Shaw is a professional coach and is not new to the team, having been the technical analyst for the Kurukuru during the European Camp in 2021 and the last FIFA Futsal World Cup in Lithuania. He began his futsal coaching career at 21 and the last 17 years have seen him coach in England, Spain, Malta, Malaysia, Poland and Sweden. He's also coached in the UEFA Futsal Champions League and the FIFA Futsal World Cup. And that is the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website rnzi.com.